Hey everyone, and welcome. My name is Scarlett Harrison, and today I'm going to be hopping into a book review. But before we get started, I just want to throw out a quick disclaimer that anything said in this podcast review is based on my opinion and my opinion alone. The authors understand that these are live, honest reviews where we don't sugarcoat things and base our overall ratings on the various aspects of their work, such as punctuation, grammar, story structure, well-developed characters, reading flow, and much more. Any concerns or questions regarding the review, you're all welcome to email me at s.harrisonpodcast.gmail.com or you can find me on my Instagram and Twitter under the handle ThinkItPodcaster. If you're ever curious about the author or reading the work for yourself, I always link the author's account URL down below in the description box. Alright, so with this all said, let's hop on into this review, shall we? Yesterday night, I had put a poll up on my Think It account for you all to choose the story I'm going to be reading today as my first book review back. And you all, well, not you all, but the majority vote was 19. And so that turned out to be the story A Billionaire. A Billionaire. Yeah, I'm off to a great start already. <laughs> um, a Billionaire's Heart and it is written by the Incan author, Heaven Moon. This story is a romance slash erotica. Um, it is ongoing with 11 chapters, has a total of 4.8 uh, rating with 8 reviews, and the age rating is 18 plus. So there will definitely be a um, disclaimer <laughs> in the description box. Um, so that said, we're going to read the summary. Sometimes the passing of someone's life actually saves the lives of those they love. Finding out he left behind a pregnant girlfriend and returned to find out he was the father of quadruplets who found their purpose for living. When Blaine Chase returns to New York to attend the funeral of his ex-girlfriend, Sierra Hamilton's father, he will change the fate of, of her life as well as find out a secret. So right off the bat, summary is... Uh, I think that it has a little bit of mystery in an aspect of me with Blaine, um, who I'm assuming is the main character. Uh, but one thing I'm noticing is that the author is using way too many periods. Um, so you have sometimes the passing of someone's life period, actually saves the lives of those they love, period, finding out he left behind a pregnant girlfriend, period, and return to find out he was the father of quadruplets, period, who find their purpose for living, period. So, you use the words he before you actually introduce the main character's name, uh, so you always want to introduce the main character first, and then you can use the he's and his and um, theirs and whatever, um, but... You know, when you're like finding out he left behind a pregnant girlfriend, and we're kind of immediately kind of like, well, who found out? <laughs> and then once we get down, we find out the main character's name. Um, to attend the funeral of his ex girlfriend, Zara Hamilton's father. So I don't understand why you put the word father there. Oh, wait. When Blaine Chase returns to New York to attend the funeral of his ex girlfriend, Zara Hamilton's father, 
I think what you're saying is that he's attending her father's funeral, but the way that you delivered it, it sounds really confusing. Maybe I'm just tired. I did just come back from a 13-hour shift. However, I would definitely uh, incorporate your commas. You did use two commas, but you don't use them until the end in the last sentence. You say he would change the fate of, of her life, so you have a repetition right there, but that's like a... Um, that could have been just some typo or something. So I'm not going to focus too much on that. And then you say, as well as, find out a secret. Um, I feel like the summary could use more detail. I feel like you definitely need to go back and rework a few things to really get the delivery right. Because um, there's just some things that just don't really make sense. And I think some things should be kind of switched around in the order that they are uh, given up. So moving forward with that, we're going to hop on into chapter one which is titled, Untimely Event. Lane Chase, thanks for coming. I only wish it was under different circumstances. Jesse Hamilton said. Lane extended his hand to his childhood friend and when the credit roll. I think it's weird how you introduce her as her, his ex-girlfriend in the summary, but then introduce her in the chapter as the character, as her, his childhood friend instead of his ex. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, I understand that, like, she could be both, but if it's prominent enough to say that she's his ex in the summary, it should be prominent enough to be said in the chapter as well. Uh, that's just consistency. I mean, you could definitely work in there that they were childhood friends, and that explains why he's at her funeral, but, you know, uh, that's just my personal preference. Um, I'll always try that paragraph. Lane extended his hand to his childhood friend among the crowded room, filled with the sea people gathered in Chateau B. Hamilton's living room. Chateau? Hmm. Um. So you say friend among the crowded room filled with the sea people. So saying something is filled with the sea people and that it's crowded is kind of the same thing. It's crowded, it's filled with people. Um, so it's kind of redundant to have both of those descriptors there, one by like one next to the other. Um, <clears throat> you just say the crowded room, and also you say in Shante D. Hamilton's living room, but you say room, room. So I would just say in the crowded. I would either just stick to crowded room, or I would just get rid of, or uh, I would just stick with crowded room. I wouldn't say living room and then crowded room at the same time. Because again, you're kind of saying the same thing, but then you're just adding an unnecessary detail. Um, yes, I'm sorry for the loss of your father, Jesse. Nazara was a good man. So who the fuck is shut? I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess you guys are used to be swearing, but who the heck is shut to D. Hamilton? Who, who, who's... Because who, her last name is Hamilton. So I, when you said Chateau de Hamilton's living room, I took that as that being her father. But now you're saying his name is Nazara. Also, these are really interesting names. Um, that's a pro. I'm not saying that in a way that it's bad. I just mean that they're very interesting. Um, Nazara was a good man. There's anything you need to just ask, Blaine added. If it wasn't for the line of people waiting to give their condolences, Blaine would have struck up a lengthy conversation. But catching up at a time like this was not the best option at the moment to play catch up. That had to wait. 
again, you have catching up at a time like this, and then uh, it's not the best option at the moment to play catch up. I would change the word option for one to opportunity, because um, I feel like this was not the best opportunity at, to play catch up. I feel like that makes a lot more sense, but I also wouldn't say catching up at a time like this and then saying, you know what I mean? Again, you have that, you're saying the same, you're quite literally saying the same thing with the same words. The only difference is one has ing and one just doesn't. Come find me later. Jesse said as the next guest cleared his throat to get his turn. I feel like at a wake, because that's what this is, um, somebody wouldn't clear their throat in a rush to say their condolences. I feel like everyone at a wake, because I've been to a couple wakes, unfortunately, everyone at a wake understands that each person may or may not have more or less to say than the other. And this is grieving. So for somebody to be clearing their throat, maybe they're just an asshole. But in a realistic setting, that would never happen. You would never see someone clear their throat to hurry somebody else along with giving their own condolences. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe that just bothers me on a personal level because it just doesn't make sense for someone to do that. But, um, you know, I mean, you don't have to change that. That's just my opinion. Blaine agreed with a nod before setting off to the bar to get a drink. Several hours of much needed conversations were struck with him and other childhood friends. He wondered his eyes he wandered his eyes searching for something. Searching for someone in particular. By the way, sorry I'm stepped up, I have allergies, so if I sound congested, <laughs> that's why. Um, so again with the periods you have Several hours of much new conversations were struck, period, with him and other childhood friends, period. He wondered his eyes that should be wandered, and I, again, that's probably a simple typo. Uh, I would say his eyes wandered searching for something, or rather someone in particular. That's how I would reword that, because I feel like that flows a lot better. Um, the way you have it, the way you have the periods, the way you have it written, it just comes off very... I'm going to steal a word that my friend actually was using the other day. It sounds clunky. Uh, it kind of ruins the rhythm of the um, setting you're trying to give us. Um, and you also have some, again, repetition. Also, when you're doing uh, third person, third person is generally a present tense. Um, I mean, it just, it doesn't have as many INGs and LYs. Um, so you, you are using a lot of INGs, you are using a lot of uh, LYs as well. Um, which is why I said, like, it's, it's okay to use some sparsely, you just don't overuse them, but you're definitely, like when you said Blaine agree with a nod before setting off toward the bar, I would say Blaine agree with a nod before he set off towards the bar. Um, or before he made his way towards the bar. Uh, there are ways to say the same thing without using as many of these ing and ly things and honestly these are things that i still make mistakes with as well so i don't don't take it too personally because i still do it a lot as well um it's just easier to kind of like see these things from somebody else's novel than your own which is is honestly like why i think a lot of people should do more reviews because i feel like that's how you learn um for not only others but yourself as well but i digress i'm gonna continue um <laughs> If you're looking for her, she's here, dot dot dot. It's a rare occasion we'd see her today. I'll say, she won't, sh she won't showing up, Lester said. 
Um, okay, so again, you're kind of introducing a character that you haven't really introduced in any other way. There's nothing wrong with saying Lester said, but um, what I would do instead of just saying, having the main character kind of just be like, what the hell is he going on about? I would have him kind of use that as the opportunity to then add some more detail, like um, hearing the voice of familiar face made its way towards me. Um, he ha hadn't looked a day older than last time we spoke or something and then like you can go into more description about what Lester may look like or you could just give his name there um, but that's like a way to introduce a new character also don't know you, you said because this is what the hell was he on about I didn't see her in the receiving line beside Jesse where is she oh okay this is a different person am I supposed to be looking for someone are you trying to start something you can't finish? Dot dot dot. Less. I don't understand why you put the ellipses there. I feel like you did it for a uh, dramatic effect, but instead it just kind of comes off... Uh, I, I guess badly. <laughs> um, it's just, it's not needed. Uh, all you need is a comma. The comma will still give that rest that you're looking for to still add impact towards the name. Uh, I feel like a lot of people overuse ellipses when they want to be dramatic and I feel like ellipses should like anything like INDs or LY should be used sparsely. It should be used for impactful moments not just for every single moment you feel needs to be more dramatized. There are ways there are ways to dramatize things without the ellipses. You definitely can use the words and the descriptors that you're trying to you know really give it more impact hope I'm making sense. I'm really tired, guys, but I wanted to get this out there. Um, Blaine asked with a sly chuckle. Sure, dot dot dot, you can pretend she doesn't exist. Just hold your breath when you finally get to see her. His blunt words, serious in tone, strikingly mesmerizing, he concluded. I don't get what's happening here. Like, it's, it's borderline more confusing than mysterious. And that's kind of an easy line to cross. Um, when you want to be mysterious, don't overcomplicate things. Don't overcomplicate the dialogue. Um, honestly, I always say simplicity is best. Uh, but it's just... <sighs> like, you have his blunt words, comma, serious in tone. I feel like blunt kind of portrays serious because if I'm speaking bluntly to somebody they know that I'm I mean what I say and I'm being honest also I don't really understand why he says strikingly mesmerizing he may be talking about this person less but it doesn't make sense in this context because it's just kind of random words at that point <sighs> um, Blaine tried to play it cool like it didn't matter not wanting his friends to know he was right. He was dying to see her again. Les claimed she was strikingly mesmerizing, dot dot dot. Ten years was a long time. How did she look? Of course she was the most beautiful girl in high school. <laughs> she was the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> every girl envied her and every guy wanted to date her. For four years straight, she was his only his dot 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 together they were deemed the perfect couple okay so 
see Lipsy's are getting on my nerves a little bit, but I wanted to draw attention to the fact that you wrote 10 years was a long time, but you put the numerical numbers 1 and 0 for 10 years, and then we said for 4 years, for like their duration of high school, I'm assuming, you actually spelled out the word for, F-O-U-R. So that's inconsistent. I definitely have a pet peeve about people doing numericals when it comes to anything but like telling the time. Um, but if you're going to use numericals, use numericals when you're talking about anything with numbers or spell it out. Like just be consistent with that. I noticed that a lot of your issues is that you're not very consistent with certain things such as um, what you're talking about, what you're trying to describe, and also um consistency really is key because that's something that's gonna pull somebody out and be like why did they do this and you know two different ways <sighs> acting like it didn't matter if I saw her or not he decided to change the subject okay so you just actually <laughs> you just switched tenses so I me we are all first tense. They, them, his, hers, she, him, he, whatever. Those are all third. So you've been doing third person this entire time and then you just did first person for whatever reason. Um, so that's another inconsistency. You want to make sure you're keeping into your tenses. If you are more comfortable writing in first person than you are in second person, I said tenses when I meant that's first person versus third person. Don't listen to me. But listen to me, because I, I, I mean what I say. Um, <laughs> so, just make sure you're keeping to the perspective you have started with. Because, I mean, there are some authors who can kind of manipulate their story in a way where they can momentarily slip into first or third person depending on the situation but you have to really know your crap and do it in such a way that the reader's not going to be like wait a minute <laughs> you know but this is not the case you know for four years straight she was his and only his so saying she was his is still a third person perspective and then saying acting like it didn't matter if I saw her or not he would say acting like it didn't matter if he saw her or not and then instead of saying he all the time I would use Blaine's name there's nothing wrong with saying Blaine decided to change the subject because this is again third person so you're not seeing this through their eyes you're seeing this as if you are a spectator so it's okay to say the main character's name just don't overdo it and like but you also don't want to overdo your he's and your his and, you know um, the only time saying I is correct when it comes to third person is when it is in dialogue. I haven't left home. College wasn't for me. I couldn't decide what I wanted to do with myself. Taking over family business ain't for me. I travel a lot, though. Would you wrote thought, but it's fine. That's just a spelling error, which is easily fixed. <sighs> Stephen admitted shoving his hands in his pockets. I see you've made it for yourself, though. Your parents must be proud of their only child, Stephen added. Um, yes, dot dot dot. As long as their fortune wasn't put at stake, he started to say before his phone rang. So this is where what I was just saying about saying Blaine's name is okay. Because Stephen's been talking this whole time. All, his, all the dialogue has been Stephen. Um, 
and you put he started to say before his phone rang. So that makes me, as the reader, assume that Steve is the one that started to say that and his phone's the one that rang, when really it's Blaine's. <laughs> he pulled the ringing device from his suit pocket, again, you should say Blaine, staring at the name that popped up on the screen, in parentheses, Sierra Bixby, his latest ex-girlfriend slash stalker. I'm a really big pet peever about parentheses. I feel like any other parentheses does not need to be there, and that you can use a comma or it's just absolutely not needed. And in this case, it is absolutely not needed. You could have just said, popped up on the screen, and then been like, comma, Sierra Bixby, period, his latest ex-girlfriend, and now stalker. That would be a perfect way to get rid of that parentheses and then also explain what you're trying to explain well. What timing, dot dot dot. He stepped away from the group to take the call in private. Sierra, what do you want? He coldly answered. So, you spelled Sierra two different ways. <laughs> um, you have it C-I-E-R-R-A, and then you have it S-I-E-R-R-A. Again, with consistency. And that's really important. When it comes to your characters, it is so important. One thing while I'm discussing characters is you are introducing so many characters at once that I don't know if later on in the story I'm able to keep track of it. My thing about characters is like, I only name, personally, I only name characters that are going to be important to the story. If they are a minor character that's going to be reoccurring, that's absolutely fine. But when you introduce characters, you want to do it in like small doses. You don't want to introduce too many characters with two different, too many different personalities all in one room at once because you're gonna overwhelm your reader and there's going to be things that we're going to miss and there's going to be things that are gonna be like so like let's say like Steven likes cake and then you know what's his name Lester you know likes vodka I don't know why I chose vodka but regardless like say that these two people have these two things and you tell us that I'm not gonna remember who wanted what I could barely remember that Les's name was Lester, you know, so I don't know where I was going with this, but regardless, just don't give us too much information at once because people are going to have to go back and be like, wait, who liked vodka? Was it Steven or was it Les? Who liked cake? Was it Steven or was it Les? And then they're going to have to go back and figure out this information if it's relevant to the story. So when it comes to introducing your characters, you really want to do this with care and with meticulousness don't know if that's a word. If it isn't, it is now because you heard it here on this channel. But you really want to be meticulous about it because where you put this information is going to matter. You may not think it's going to matter, but it really is. Um, moving on. Sierra, what do you want? He coldly answered. Blaine, I miss you, sweetheart. How her voice made his nerves tighten with irritation. <laughs> I don't know, that just sounded weird to me. Also, I noticed that after dialogue, you never capitalize the word. The only time you wouldn't capitalize the word after your dialogue is if you're continuing dialogue with that character. But because you haven't with any of the uh, moments I've seen, um, you would need to capitalize that. That is technically supposed to be capitalized. Also, you put Sierra and then you put capital W, what do you want, even though you put a comma afterwards. Things only need to be capitalized after a comma if it is a name or if you put a period instead of a comma. 
That was all he heard. Her words became nothing but static to his ears, a frequency he ignored until he noticed how everything stopped. What was the point of answering the phone, then? It was quite obvious that the whole room became silent, dot dot dot, just for a brief moment, like a magnetic shift in the atmosphere stood to a halt. What? He set his attention on the only thing that moved. I think he meant in sync, but he wrote in cinch with her. Every head swiveled to watch a woman walk in. Some of the guests murmured at the sight as she passed through the room. If it mattered, the woman never showed any signs of semblance towards them. She strolled right out onto the back courtyard platform, like a passing breeze that blew for a moment. Again, like a passing breeze that blew for a moment. Passing breeze blew for a moment. Kind of the same thing. You're just kind of putting words in there just to put words in there. Um, inside the gossip had begun in whispers. So, you didn't put a comma after inside. So I would do inside, comma, the gospic, the gospic, <laughs> the gossip had begun. I would get rid of in whispers because I feel like gossip in general is kind of whispery and I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like saying in whispers is just kind of unneeded among groups who caught a glimpse of her. Well, I don't really see, that doesn't really make sense either because the groups who caught a glimpse of her, which makes it seem like as in only a very few people saw her, where you described previously that everybody watched her walk in. So, Blaine stood near one of the floor to two ceiling windows. Um, deep in conversation with his latest ex-girlfriend who couldn't get the hint of what breaking up meant. Again, you already said with his latest ex-girlfriend. So I feel like you should just say deep in conversation with Sierra. But at the same time, he wasn't in deep conversation with Sierra because he was literally just describing... Uh, that he was ignoring her and then he was tuning her out and noticed what I'm assuming is that chick who I don't know if she has a name does she have a name? hold on am I supposed to be looking for somebody? no we haven't gotten are we? No, I don't think we've got a name yet. Um, what do you want, Sierra? Blaine huffed again. I need to be by your side. You know I do, Blaine. The woman on the phone whined. No, you don't, he answered. I have no time to argue with you. I need to go. Stop calling me. I feel like after stop calling me, because it is probably spoken with agitation and sternness, it should be an explanation point instead of a period, because having a period loses the impact of the word stop calling me. He switched the phone off before she could say anything else. Blake noticed that the brief passing of a stunningly gorgeous woman, he couldn't take his eyes off her, her stride dot 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 in slow motion. <laughs> it stopped time in her path. She must have been at least six feet tall. Holy damn! This one tall woman. The one-piece jumpsuit she wore definitely made her look sophisticated and sexy. Straight brown hair that reached her knees. Holy damn, lady. Okay, let's just like take in this perspective for a second. This is my perspective. I have like maybe like female Lady Slenderman in my head right now for some reason. But she is six feet tall, at least, okay? Guys, her hair is to her knees. Do you know how much hair that is? 
that has so much hair. Like, I have hair to my butt, and I'm 5'1", okay? So that's already long. I'm 5'1", she's at least 6 feet. Holy crap. Donate it. You don't need it. Anyways. The thing that bothered him was how thin and framed she was. Other than that, she was gorgeous. Why does... Who was she? Blaine wondered to himself. He watched every step she made until she exited out into the back terrace. I feel like you already gave us this information and now you're just giving it to us again but in a different way than you did before. So again, you have this like inconsistency and I don't know. It's just... Hmm. Leaning on the wall beside him, he was curious about her. Really? I had no idea. Her face was like the Greek goddess Athena. Flawless with perfect cheekbones, a slight tan, beautiful slanted eyes, and model-puffed lips. Her motion seemed a bit stiff, yet she possessed the mannerism of a royal or noble person. <laughs> what year is it? Okay. I would just say that she was sophisticated, which I think you already did. Or she just possessed the mannerisms of someone who was sophisticated. But I don't know how you can tell that just by watching her walk. He was able to see her sit at a chair placed in front of an easel. The awake- What kind of wake is this? Are we still at the wake? The awaiting 20 by 18 canvas ready for her. It must have been an hour of watching her when he saw a friendly face of his Jezzy approach her. Again, you have like the periods again, which I'm not commenting much on because it's just something that's very consistently an issue. And I don't want to dwell on it too much, but it is something that is irking me a little bit um, because there are rep stops and they don't really make sense. And I feel like you're lacking a lot of detail and the detail that you do provide is just very confusing. Wait, the woman is Zarian Hamilton. Who was his ex-girlfriend? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay, I thought Jezzy was his... Okay. Well, I take back what I said earlier about Jezzy and the inconsistency of calling her child's friend. That makes more sense now. That was my bad. I'm sorry. Realizing how true to Lester's words... Realize... What? Realizing how true to Lester's words... Strikingly mesmerizing indeed, he smiled and thought it was a good timing, at least to get to know the mystery woman before he could take a step. I thought he already dated her. So wouldn't he know? Um. Hi there, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed woman said. Yes, you must be Blaine Chase, another one added, her dark brown eyes twinkling dollar signs. When did these women even come in? Because you have at least to get to know the mystery woman before you could take a step, period, and then you go into dialogue with, Hi there, yeah, you must be Blaine Chase? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, you need to add in that these women flogged to him, like... You can't just throw in dialogue with random people 
and just hope for the best. Like, that's just not how that works. Yes, you must be Lady Chase, another one added, her dark brown eyes twinkling dollar signs. Blaine was used to women flocking to him, convinced it was either his money or sexual appetite along with his gorgeous looks that awarded him with them. Something that didn't interest him. Okay, what doesn't interest him, though? The fact that he has all these, like, attributes? Um... So he kind of sounds like a Gary Sue a little bit. Like, oh, I have all this money and I got a sexual appetite that would just please the gods. And the looks of freaking, I don't know, who's a really attractive god? That's a man. I don't know. My point is, is that he's a Gary Sue so far. <laughs> um, hello. And yes, dot dot dot, I am who you say I am. You kind of wrote that weird. <laughs> Not only is that just a weird sentence, but you wrote, hello, period. And yes, dot dot dot, I am who you say, comma, I am. Like, <laughs> first off, you need to just do hello, comma, and yes, I am. And period. That's all you need. <laughs> With an arched brow, he smirked at the two women. So he's not interested, but he's still going to flash them a cocky smile like that. Okay. I told you, Leah. My name is Samantha. The blonde-haired one extended her hand toward him. Blaine obliged by accepting her hand. Firm and powerful. That's what came to mind. Samantha, not so much. Cold and clammy. So wait. The blonde one is Samantha who extended her hand and then he says firm and powerful that's what came to mind after accepting Samantha's hand and then saying Samantha not so much cold and clammy so <laughs> I feel like I don't need to explain why that doesn't make sense so I'm just gonna move on <laughs> well it was nice to meet you both but I need to be somewhere else he gestured to the backyard. Oh, Jesse? The curious one asked, a curious look in her eyes. Or his twin, she remarked. Or his twin? Do you mean or her twin? You also spelt Sierra's name wrong? Or it might be right, I don't know, but you spelt it differently. You wrote, it, you initially have it spelled Z-E-R-R-I-E-H. Here you have it Z-H-E-R-R-I-E-H. That's Sierra, he exclaimed and quickly excused himself past them. I would put question mark and an exclamation point because it's explanation. Excla exclamation. So you say he's exclaimed it. So it's not just an inquiry, it's also an exclamation. Gosh. I keep on wanting to say explanation. <laughs> the woman looked at him and began to laugh in unison. Was he missing something? He knew he hadn't returned. He knew he hadn't returned after graduating high school. His plans for success had paid off from college to becoming a multi-billionaire icon in Forbes magazine. He had doubled his family wealth when he became CEO for Fitness International Inc., owning a chain of health food prep cups that took the world by storm. The simplest approach to marketing had the greatest effect on consumers. It seemed the average consumer were too busy or just plain lazy to prep for themselves. The convenience of having these meals available for overworked population was the best idea he came up with. He jumped out of his own personal thoughts, realizing Sahara was the cause of their joke. 
Why would a handsome man like you want to bother with a moot? Leia asked with confusion on her face. He felt heat rise on his cheeks. They were talking about his first love, the girl he was madly in love with at the time. Then why don't you recognize her? Like, I understand that it's been 10 years, but nobody changes that drastically. Unless they got, like, plastic surgery or something, which I guess she could have, but... She'd always have his heart until the end of time. He stopped clenched fists and turned to them. Mute? I'd rather spend time with a mute, period, than with ignorant women who talk too much, he said. By the look of his angry expression, the woman spun on their heels and made a fast getaway. He was glad they took the hint and left him to himself. He had no time to mess around with any self-absorbed women. And that's the end of the chapter. And honestly... I did not enjoy this. <laughs> um, but you guys chose this book, so... In respect to the author, I appreciate your efforts, but there is much, much editing that needs to be dealt with with this story. Um, you know, you have a lot of inconsistencies, whether it's with the spelling of the names of characters, whether it's um, the way certain things play out, uh, such as Zahara's entrance and his reaction to it. You kind of explain that twice in two different ways. Um, and then you have, you know, you're, you overuse periods, you don't use enough commas, you don't capitalize certain things that need to be capitalized, especially after dialogue. Um, your paragraphs are very patchy, they're not very together at all, you kind of have one sentences for your paragraphs, which, <clears throat> you know, it's just not a paragraph, definitely, it's a sentence. Um, and when you do provide detail, you don't provide enough and the way you deliver it comes out very um, abrupt and more matter of fact than actually painting a visual. So you really just want to be careful with how you deliver these details and you know you have all these characters and <laughs> you know it's just I already spoke on the character thing but um, I, I don't <laughs> I just don't really know if there's any positives I have about the story personally. Um, it's definitely not my cup of tea and you know you do definitely have a Gary Sue on your hands so you need to give your character Blaine a flaw eventually. Um, and I mean like a real flaw. I don't mean like oh I have too much money to spend. What do I do with all this money? Like I mean like a real flaw. Like he's an asshole in some way. He's arrogant or he's cocky or he's you know, egotistical or he is materialistic, like something that makes him more relatable because right now he just seems like a really arrogant person. And also I just want to know what kind of wake we're at because I feel like we kind of lost that throughout this chapter. Like it starts off about a week and then we kind of lose that information even though they're all still very much at a wake. I don't know why this woman Zahara goes straight to a painting instead of actually paying her respects, but I digress. So a rating of one out of 10 10 being the best and 1 being the worst. I would have to give this story probably a 2. Um, I am giving it a 2 because I do respect the author's efforts and I do think that it takes a lot of courage to put your work up here for review. A lot of people, especially people you do not know. Um, as always, or as I always used to say, if you know the author does work on their story and they would like me to re-review it afterwards, 
I'm absolutely okay with that. If you disagree with anything I've said or you feel like you would like to explain yourself, if you go to my profile, there is a little icon that looks like an envelope. And you can email me or you can find me on my Instagram, the Inkit Podcaster, and you're more than welcome to message me there. With this all said, though, I hope you guys enjoyed this book review and I very much enjoyed being back. Um, and yeah, I had a lot of fun and I might just continue doing the poll things. Let me know if you guys want me to continue doing polls for you guys to choose the stories that I read. All right. With that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I hope you have a great weekend and I will see you in the next episode. Bye!